Rambam, Hilchashchita. Mishnah Torah, Hilchashchita, Pedek Shnei Mosar, Chapter 12 of the Laws of Ritual Slaughter. Here comes a fascinating law. The Torah says, there's a verse that says, and I'm going to quote the verse, Vishor Oseh, an ox or a sheep, Oto ve'et beno, the ox and its offspring, or the cow and its offspring, lo tishchatu biyom echa, do not slaughter them on the same day. So if it's Tuesday, you slaughter a cow, don't slaughter its calf. You slaughter a calf, don't slaughter the cow. Who shouldn't? What shouldn't? When shouldn't? What if you do? Why? Who? Chapter 12. If somebody slaughters an animal and its offspring on the same day, violating that law will not make the meat trave. The meat is kosher. But the one who did it transgressed a negative commandment of the Torah. The Torah says, Lo tishchatu. And if there were witnesses who saw him and warned him, etc., etc., there could be the application of lashes even. As it says in the Pasuk, that the animal, now technically it says, him and his son. But that's poetic. It means it and its offspring. Usually we don't know who fathers a cow. We know who's the mother. So this is a euphemism, by and large, referring to the cow and its offspring, the female. Now, being that, and this is interesting, the first slaughter, the, the slaughter of the parent, is permissible. It's only the second one that creates a problem. So therefore, only the second slaughtering is the violation. If somebody went and slaughtered the cow, and then his friend came, another man came, and slaughtered the second, it's the second one that violates and gets the lashes. Why? Because the first one did nothing wrong. Really? So that applies to two different people. Wow. So how do we know when we're buying a calf if the cow was shechted that day? You have to hire a detective. Years ago in Encino, there used to be on the bus benches, Nick Harris Detective. I don't know what happened to Nick, but you got to hire Nick. Bays, Isur, when and where does this prohibition apply? The prohibition of not shechting the mother cow and its calf, or the same goes for all other kosher animals. Sheir, Eiseh. Ox, which means the cow family and the sheep family. This applies in all times and in all places. It applies in everyday meat and in sacrifice meat. Whether it's eaten or it's not eaten. Therefore, it's talking about sacrificing, slaughtering, just slaughtering the animal. Therefore, some scenarios, if the first animal 
was slaughtered in the temple courtyard, and the other was slaughtered for a barbecue. The first one for a outside the temple courtyard purpose, and the second one in the courtyard, whether they were both not for sacrifice purposes. Or they were both for sacrifices. Or one was mundane, everyday food, and the other was a sacrifice. The bottom line is it doesn't matter. The one who slaughtered the second animal, meaning the offspring, or, or the mother, can be liable for lashes under certain conditions for the transgression of this commandment. This prohibition only applies to the act of shita, to the act of slaughtering. The prohibition is to slaughter. It is both these animals, if they're slaughtered in the same day, the prohibition kicks in. If the first animal was not slaughtered, but it was decapitated. The animal was killed for non-kosher. They, they, they hit him on the head. Or, for some reason... The animal became a nevela. The animal died on its own in the process. Mutalishchet, then, being that the first animal was not slaughtered, the second one may be. Because technically, they both need to be slaughtered. If the first one was killed in another way or just died on its own, there's no reason you can't slaughter the second one. Or the same thing applies if the first one was ritually slaughtered. And the second one was decapitated or just died. Then again, one is exempt from this halacha. What if a deaf mute or someone who is not mentally full capacity or a minor who slaughtered on their own without supervision? We learned earlier that if these categories of people slaughter under supervision, then it could be kosher. But here they did it without supervision. This is not kosher shechita, and you may then slaughter the second animal. Because the shechita of a cheresh, of a deaf mute, <coughs> or someone who doesn't have full mental capacity, or a minor, without supervision, is not called shechita at all. It's called killing. Hey, What if somebody slaughters the first animal, and the halacha, for whatever reason, dictates that this animal, we're in doubt as to whether it's a nevela or not. And I want to point out here again, what's the difference between nevela and trefa? Nevela means the animal died without shechita. Trefa means there's something wrong with the animal, and it's going to die. One of 70 conditions. Nevela means it died. Roadkill is nevela. If it's sopic, if we're in doubt as to whether it's nevela or not, you may not slaughter the second animal. And if you did analeka, there cannot be an application of lashes because whenever there's doubt, there can't be the punishment of lashes biblically, even if there were witnesses who warned and saw. I made a bracha earlier. I'm just going to have some water here. Lachaim. Okay, 
Six. Well, shchita sheinarui lachila. What if a shchita took place, which is unfit for eating? Shma shchita. It's still called shchita. Fikal therefore arishin shishachat kolim bazara. If the first person slaughtered non-sacrifice food, slaughtered not for the purpose of sacrifice in the courtyard, which means it's not permissible. You're not, we learned this much earlier, you're not allowed to slaughter everyday food in the temple courtyard. The temple courtyard is only made for sacrifices. A trefa, or the animal, turned out to be treif. A sheraniskal, or uh, an ox, which is supposed to be stoned because it engaged in some type of, type of activity that requires it to be stoned, such as it was used for idol worship. The eglaru, or the calf, whose head is chopped off in that ritual, or paradum, or the red heifer, all of these may not be slaughtered. Or the slaughtering was done for the sake of idol worship. All of the above are not considered kosher slaughtering. And the second one comes and slaughters the offspring, the second animal, like... Uh, the prohibition is there. Lashes can be applied. Because no one says it has to be edible slaughtering. It just has to be kosher slaughtering. If something happened, such as the above list, which makes it not edible, it doesn't affect the fact that this was slaughtered. Similarly speaking, if the first one slaughtered the first of the two. When we say the first, the second, you have a mother and its offspring. So it doesn't matter the order. And another person came and slaughtered the second of these two. And it is mundane, everyday food in the temple courtyard. A sheraniskal or an animal that had to be stoned. There is the application of malchus, which means it's seriously forbidden. What if the slaughtering was done for the sake of idol worship? Then this law no longer applies to the other one. Why? Because a Jew who offers a sacrifice to an idol is liable for the death penalty. Once somebody is liable to the death penalty, then he doesn't have more minor violations of this nature in general, with certain exceptions as we learned earlier. However, if the witnesses warned him and saw him, and the warning con consisted of the prohibition of not slaughtering the mother and offspring on the same day, and nobody warned him about idol worship, then the mother and offspring violation kicks in, and the idolatry uh, violation does not kick in. Because there has to be the warning and witnessing for it to kick in. This prohibition only applies to a kosher animal. As the verse says, an ox or a sheep. It and its offspring you shall not slaughter on one day. So it does not apply to a non-kosher animal. If someone's going to kill a non-kosher animal for whatever reason, mother and calf, this law does not apply. This animal is applicable even when there is cross-breeding or hybrid species. Ketzad, how does this play out? 
צבי שבו על העז ושוחת העז ועזבנו When a male deer is mated with a female goat, which the Torah forbids, and one slaughters the goat and its offspring, one is liable. In other words, the fact that this is the product of a hybrid relationship, still it applies to it and its offspring. However, if a male goat is mated with a female deer, one may not slaughter it and its offspring. And if he does, there is no liability for lashes. And some even say it is permissible. Why? Because the Torah forbids slaughtering a cow and its offspring and not a deer and its offspring. Meaning a kosher domesticated animal, not a kosher wild animal. So this falls into the category of wild animal. Test 9. What if the offspring of this deer was female? And then it gave birth to an offspring. And you slaughtered the offspring and its offspring. Now there is the application of Malchus. This is forbidden. Certainly a hybrid species is produced by mating a sheep and a goat. Regardless of which is male, which is female. Here, <coughs> this prohibition applies in full force. One may slaughter a pregnant animal because a fetus is considered an extension of the mother, so this halacha does not apply to the fetus. We learned the application of this law earlier. What if the fetus came out of the womb alive and then hit the ground, started walking? Then it has established life. Then you should not slaughter it on the same day. But there is no application of lashes. In general, this rule applies to female parent which means the cow, the mother animal and its offspring. Shezeb no because we can be certain we know who the mother is. And if we certainly know who the father is, because we're the person who bred them together. Then it's best not to slaughter the father and the offspring together, but if he did in Aleka, there can't be the application of lashes, because the whole practical application of whether this applies to the animal's father or not is doubtful. Don't do it, but there can't be the application of lashes. You'd be, if somebody slaughters the cow, and then slaughtered both of its offspring, so he violated this twice, with the proper witnessing and warning, there could be an application of double lashes. What if he slaughtered 
both offspring first and then slaughtered the mother. So the act of violation was only one because the offspring are already slaughtered and there was no violation. The violation only kicks in when you slaughter the mother after the offspring. Like Ahas, there can only be one application of lashes. Shachtov as bitov as ben bitov like What if he slaughters it, its daughter, and its daughter's daughter? There could be two violations. Shachtov as ben bitov achakach shachtas abbas like Ahas. What if it slaughters it, the son of its daughter, and then the daughter? There's only one violation. Ben who? Ben Achar, whether he or someone else does it. Yud Gimel. Shnayim shalak chushtei behemas. What if two customers come? to the butcher shop, to the uh, farm, and they purchase two animals. Zehoim, one purchases the mother animal, and the other one purchases the daughter animal. And now, they bring the matter for judgment. There's a big party going on, and this one has a wedding of his daughter, and this one has a wedding of his... This one has a bar mitzvah, and this one has a bar mitzvah, who gets to slaughter and who doesn't get to slaughter? They both were innocent customers. They happened to do this, happened to get into this scenario. The answer is, the one who buys it first can shecht it first. The other one is forced by the Bedin to wait till tomorrow. What if the second one went and slaughtered? He jumped the gun. Because he has a bar mitzvah tonight. Tomorrow's not going to help him. Then, despite the fact that he's wrong, but he did it. So the first one has to wait until tomorrow. Because it is a serious Torah violation. Now the problem is, when I go and buy an animal, how do I know? So he says, Four times a year, when somebody sells an animal, to somebody, he must inform him and tell him, I already sold this animal's mother or daughter or offspring to be shechted. <clears throat> so you have to actually give a disclaimer. You have to give up a note. It has to be part of the escrow. In order that the second customer should wait and not slaughter until the next day which are the four days Cinco de Mayo Martin Luther King Day now the eve of the last day of Sukkot which is Shmini Atzeres in Simchas Torah. It's a day of great rejoicing and a lot of meat is consumed. The, what about the first days of Sukkot? People are so busy with the Sukkah and the Esther Gelulim, they don't have the time for preparing and eating a lot of meat. So it's the Shmini Atzeres Simchas Torah celebration. The Ere of Yom Pesach and the eve of the first Yom Tev Pesach, the eve of the Seder night, the Erev Atzeres, and the evening preceding Shavuos, the Erev Rosh Hashanah, and the evening preceding Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, it's customary to begin with celebration, and so on and so forth. When does this apply? When he sees that the one who is buying last 
was anxious to buy it. It was the end of the day. Somebody comes in a hurry to buy an animal just before closing time, it means he's got issues. It means he's rushing. He needs to slaughter it today. But if he came leisurely, walked into the farm sale area, and it was early in the day, he doesn't have to inform him, because it's very possible that he's buying this for tomorrow or the next day. So we don't have to assume that it's happening today. What if the salesman, what if the farm sells the mother animal to the groom, and the offspring animal to the bride. Now, listen, my friend, they're getting married. This is going to be served at the same uh, party. You must inform them. There's no doubt. I don't know, maybe it's for Sheva Brachas. <laughs> but there's no doubt that this is going to happen at the wedding. So when there's a real suspicion that this violation is going to take place, we need to keep people informed. Now, the violation is don't slaughter them on the same day. What's a day? Define day. Like in Jewish law, the day follows the night. So the day begins with the evening before. So Tuesday begins with Monday night. If the first one slaughtered the animal... Tuesday night, going to Wednesday, the second one should not slaughter until Wednesday night, going to Thursday. Because Wednesday night is already Thursday. So also if the first one slaughtered the animal at the end of the Wednesday day before sunset. There's no reason the second one can't do it Wednesday night after stars out, because it's another day. Wednesday night, after stars out, is already Thursday. So the fact that only an hour or two went by means nothing. We're talking about calendar days. What if the first one slaughtered the animal at dusk, between sunset and stars out? We don't know what day it is. Maybe it's Wednesday, maybe it's Thursday. Here, we got a problem. Houston, you got a problem. The second one should not slaughter until Friday. Until Thursday night, Friday at Lech Ishi. 25 hours later. However, if he did slaughter on Thursday in the lake, there can't be the application of lashes because it's not a certain violation. Because dusk, we're not sure whether it's the day before or the day after. End of chapter 12.